Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And this is the 200th episode of 51 First Dates. Thank you. God bless you all for being here. Wow, I'm bringing up God yet again. Um, Liza, we did it, Joe. We did it. I mean, it's mind-blowing. I was saying this in one of our surprise, one of our many interviews today. We have several interview subjects for you coming up. But like, kind of feels like we just started doing this. And this is part of my whole Peter Pan syndrome. But I was like, I feel like we were just in your Brooklyn bedroom starting this podcast like 45 seconds ago. So it's very weird to me that we're here like almost four years later. I know. It's that Brooklyn bedroom setup is very, you know, it's at the forefront of my mind too when I think about recording this podcast. It's weird to me that we've done so much more recording not in the same room than we have in the same room. But we were like... Zoom experts before the pandemic because of this because of this podcast because of this podcast oh man because of this podcast so many cool things have happened uh you guys are the coolest part of it uh, every single person who has listened written in who is a gem we love you and we're you know really grateful for you <laughs> we're like we were Liz and I have kind of been chatting as we as we invited some daters back to check in with them just you know thinking about oh we're taking a victory lap we've you know had this great podcast that set up these nice relationships. But, you know, the the thing that's the best about all of this is actually you all. And, yeah, I say it all the time when we DM, but you're the reason that we do this. Um, because if you weren't listening, we would we would not keep doing this. If we had zero listeners, it would be it would be sad. Um, I don't know. Fully. We are so happy you guys are here. We're so happy you guys have taken whatever part of this journey you've taken with us, whether you've been listening from the beginning or you're more recent listeners or whatever you're here for. We're so happy you're here. We have, yeah, like Kimmy said, so many amazing things from this podcast. Kimmy met her partner doing this podcast. We've facilitated other relationships. We've helped a lot of people to make dating fun, feel good about themselves. It's a really... The, the biggest part of why we do this is to make people feel confident and empowered in their dating lives and that it's not a scary thing. It can be a fun and funny and lighthearted thing in a positive part of your life in a way that Kimmy and I always had a hard time feeling like it was. That wasn't worded great, but you know what I mean. I hopefully. know what you mean. And I know you're speaking to the listeners, but I know what you mean because we've been chatting to each other on the internet for two years. Ugh. God, I'm two years, four years. No, four years. Okay, Liza, can we just have a, we're going to tell you exactly how this episode's going to go, but I do feel it's important, both Liza and I, let's check in on our mind states, because we're both in states that are different than our normal states. (laughs) I am embarrassingly, fuck me, hang me away, or throw me out, baby in the bathwater. Great, this is perfect, me not being able to use an idiom properly but I am embarrassingly doing a cleanse and so I am um not drinking and that's not the only part of it I'm also you know semi-fasting but still yeah it's it's the whole thing and I don't know quite why I'm doing it but I'm on day three and I'm struggling so I just want to put that out there in case I sound a little uh brain foggy and then Liza you have 
and I'm drunk. <laughs> Woo! I had a martini. I'm not. I have a very strong buzz. It's it's wearing off at this point. When we first, so so, <laughs> we'll tell you all about what we're doing in the episode. But when we first started recording, our for one of these, I'm completely sober, and it was in the middle of a work day. For the other two, I've got a buzz. It's now the end of our recording session, even though you're listening to this first, and it's wearing off. But I did have a martini after eating like not very much during the day, and. It was a large martini and it man did it hit me. So we're we're in the places that you love us to be, which is apologize home for our, <laughs> yes. for our mental and physical. We haven't space. learned to stop doing that in all four years of this podcast. Almost four. Uh but I don't know. Liza, I just thought maybe, maybe if we were both feeling a little not exactly ourselves. Oh, the people need to know it's where nice we're at. To just that is what this podcast say. is. <laughs> us talking about our feelings. Um but what this episode of the podcast is, I'll give you all a little rundown. Um, this episode, we are lovingly calling it our victory lap, and we are talking to all of our previous long-term daters. Surprise! So we are going to start with, we gave all of our daters a five-question pop quiz. Spoiler, everyone got a check plus. Um, but we are going to give the very same quiz to Kimmy, our first original OG dater, and then we're going to go through our daters sequentially. So we're going to hear from first Kenny and then Olivia and then Carlin. And we're going to go through these questions and we're going to talk all about our feelings and tell some funny stories and hear some quick updates on what's happening in all of their dating lives. And I think that we had really nice conversations with all of them. And it was cool. Like they all said some things they all agreed on like surprising things they all agreed on some things they disagreed on sometimes they had exact opposite answers sometimes they had really similar answers we're also going to get Kimmy's answers first so I think it's been a really fun thing and I really hope you guys enjoy kind of checking in with these people who have been a big part of the 51 first dates pod journey yes and if you're new here you can go back and listen to any of these journeys um Kenny is my brother and he went on dates after moi and then Olivia is a lovely listener who generously went on dates and talked about them on the internet and met her lovely boyfriend. Kenny met his lovely girlfriend and then Carlin is our current dater who is the absolute fucking coolest. So everyone's the absolute fucking coolest but uh, we are I'm just yeah if you're new here this is a fun one to kind of jump into but also go back and listen. What I am most... Yeah, you can get a sense of everyone's vibe and yeah. then go back and listen to their dating That's journeys. That's true. You'll be like, I'm not listening to Kimmy's. That girl sounds annoying. She does cleanses. Untrue. Um, Stop it. I well, I'm saying it. it because I am a little bit horrified about um, the first part of my pop quiz segment. I had this idea, so I, I can't be that mad about it, but... I thought it might be fun to play my first taxi cab confession. So the the recording I made on my way home from the first date I I went on for this podcast. Ah, I'm and so excited. Even just finding it on like my iPhone on the podcast app, I was like, I can't even listen to myself in two x speed. Like this is just so cringe. And I did not listen. I stopped it right before the taxi cab confession. So TBD. But. Eliza, should we do it? I'm so excited. Let's do we it. Do it. Okay, here we go. Um, I'm gonna play it out loud on my phone through this because we and we may not have the original audio to this, and we may we will find out. Okay. Okay, so I'm looking like a loser. I'm just street talking to myself, but um, non taxi cab confession, as you can probably tell, I'm 
walking home from date number one. Um, I don't know. Let's say overall good. It was a dinner date, which you, Eliza, know is not my style. And, um, <laughs> well, if I don't sound tipsy, it's because I'm not. So, yeah, that's going to be my teaser. And we can chat about it more. All right. Whoa. Oh, my God. That's so funny. A, it's just funny to hear our voices back then being like, oh, is this ethical? And we're still having that conversation. (laughs) We haven't figured it out in 200 episodes. But also, I remember so clearly it was the guy who didn't drink on Mondays, right? Or he didn't drink on Sundays. And now that's what I forgot. And I'm now like, it's funny because I'm not drinking right now. And I was actually going to say, this is so sad, but just like I went out to dinner with a friend who's in town at a Mexican restaurant last night and I couldn't eat anything or drink the margaritas and it was hard but it was actually fine it's kind of nice to like not be drinking at a dinner like it's really easy it would it's easier than I think I had a topo chico and it was great so anyway I shamed this man out loud um but yeah we went out for sushi and he didn't drink on Sundays and then I saw him weeks later making out with a girl at surf lodge on a table so I was like well he does party but (laughs) wow like vintage I will never forget that guy who doesn't who who, and the sake conversation and whatever because I I did drink I did have sake yeah oh god hilarious wow uh well I hope wherever that man is in the world he is happy and he doesn't know he never heard about this very anonymously on a podcast um okay should we just jump into it and give you the quiz? Yeah, I'm worried. Oh, God. Oh, I hate myself. But these thought patterns I have, I'm worried that I'm going to fail it. And I'm the only one it's not really a pop quiz for. And everyone else crushed it. You can't fail. This is, I said this later to one of the people. This is Montessori school, man. You're going to get a sticker and a check plus no matter what. It's about your okay, feelings. I'm still going to get I went to Montessori it. preschool, which is probably why I love feelings. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're going to go to Harvard. <laughs> Great. Um, okay, just kidding. There, you're gonna go to Boston College, which is the best. <laughs> uh, like, I I feel like this weird like fetish fetishization fetish fetish fetish. Oh my gosh, fetish. fetishization yeah. of the Ivy Leagues is very yeah. fucked up. Um, okay, no one asked for my perspective. Here's the quiz. Give us a five word update on your dating status. Would have been really easy to prepare this. Um. I am still in love. Aww. Oh, yay. Well, I, I wasn't great. in love at the beginning of meeting Tony because that would be insane. But, but you were at some I point was. after going on your 13th date. So yes, you're still in love from that place. Yeah. And it's my time. first time being in love and it's nice. Okay. <laughs> it's great. It's the best. It's weird because I was about to be like, okay, your turn to ask yourself the question. <laughs> Here we go. What's the biggest lesson you learned from going on dates and talking about it on the internet? Ooh, not to talk about it on the internet. Just kidding. No. <laughs> um, uh, I think that I'm going to split this in two actually as well. I'm going to borrow from one of our, our daters. But I think the biggest lesson I learned from going on dates is that it's not personal at all. I'm lovable. It's just... It's just sometimes hard to find that person 
Um, and I think talking about it on the internet. Honestly, I think the biggest thing I learned was just how many people feel the same way I do and you do. And we've all, you know, people who are in relationships or not, we've all been in really difficult moments with dating and love and everything. You're not alone. And that, yeah, the amount of people who reached out or who also hadn't dated anyone seriously and were in their 20s. It's just, yeah, none of us are alone, even though it feels that way. Totally. And everyone feels so vulnerable. Like it's the it's vulnerable for every single person, even the people who it doesn't seem yeah, yes, to be yes. for. Even people who look like they've got no fear. Yeah. Um, okay, next question. What would you tell your 22-year-old self embarking into the world of quote-unquote adult dating? If, um, if they're not giving you what you need or the energy you need, if they're not, the, don't give it to them. You know, like meet them where they're at. Um, it's not worth it. So when you, even if it's someone you met out at a bar and just gave your number to and you thought he was cute and he never texts you, this is like pre-dating app days, I'm thinking, because truly 22 was like that. Don't for a second think about it the next day more than once. Just be like, oh, bummer, he didn't text me. Like, let's say he never texts. Like, from that to longer term things where someone is not asking you to hang out really anymore but you had such great times and you hooked up those times and he introduced you to his boss and so it, it doesn't matter he's no longer doing yeah. that and and like he's the perfect person on yeah. paper yeah and you're you're the one texting if, if it's got to be a two-way street and yeah that's a good point Liza I think well I probably would have said I probably did say at as we wrapped like my dating on this podcast yeah on paper yeah actually Take it all back. 22-year-old self, on paper, does not matter. How do they make you feel? Is it more anxious or more happy? That's it. Forget if you went to Harvard. Ivy Leagues are overrated. But proud of you all who went there anyway. Um, wow. Dude, that is such a fucking great distillation. Does it, does they, do they make you feel more anxious or more happy? Yeah. That's it. That's fucking it. Because he's like, well, he doesn't make me sad. And he like, I like getting his texts and it's exciting. But it's like the in, the palpable anxiety. Nah, not for me. Yeah. How much of your time do you spend anxious versus happy? And if, it, if it's even, if you have to even think yep. about it, if it's even like, it's 55, 45. Like, no, that's too, too close. close. <laughs> he, he's got to get a C minus or above. Yeah. Yeah. He, we are not grading those dudes on the check plus plus Montessori scale. No, sir. No. No curve. It is, look, a 70 is a C minus, and that's the, I guess you could pass with a D, but you know what I mean. But you can't pass our test. Um, okay. <laughs> exactly. It's all a check minus unless it's a check plus. Okay. Uh, what do you, this is the next question. What do you wish you did differently while you were dating? It's a great question. I wish that I did, uh, I wish I was more open-minded even even though this podcast forced me to like go on dates with different types of people in terms of different jobs or I guess I just wish I kind of uh, yeah was a little more open-minded in who I would go out on a date with this podcast definitely like um, yeah I got to meet people I probably wouldn't have like been able to meet otherwise but I think just also going on different 
kinds of dates. This is sort of barred from what we talk about later, so I won't go too far into it. But just I went on a lot of drinks dates with a lot of guys who might have had sailboat pictures. And Liza helped me change that. But I think the more different types of people you can meet, the more fun dating is, the more exciting life is. And yeah, I wish I would have just had an even more open mind. Yeah, I mean, goddamn, I can still apply that to my life just now. It's just good advice generally. Okay, the last question. Da, 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 da. What trait, skill, move, or moment are you most proud of from your dating days? Ooh, it must be on the podcast somewhere. Liza, why can't I think of anything? Not so proud. Uh, It can be even like a a feelings-y. It it doesn't have to be like a, you know, this is an interpretive question. Remember, we're in Montessori school. Yeah, I think that I don't have a lot of skills on dates. Uh, Okay, the one thing I think I'm good at, I don't always have the perfect banter. I get really nervous still. But I do think, because I had some dates with some people who were not very open-minded or friendly or flexible, who like just wanted to like, tell you their opinion on things and you were their sounding board I think I'm pretty good even even if it gets into like political territory where I'm very I feel very differently maybe that would have changed in 2020 and beyond but I think I'm pretty good at like on a first date keeping it keeping an open mind and kind of maybe that can look a little too like agreeable but on a first date I think that's the good way to be be polite it's like you don't want it there's no need to burn a bridge or like have a very strong opinion about something you know I think one of my least favorite dates was like that guy who showed up late and then was like, who are the people you would, three people dead or alive you could have dinner with? And then like told me all of my choices were bad, including Obama, I think. And it's like, come on, Obama is very basic, but that's a hard, this is not a job interview. Anyway, uh, so I think I'm. He was not judging on the Montessori scale. He was judging on the Harvard scale. On the Harvard scale, scale. that's right, that's right. Um, Yeah, I just, I think I'm. I think that's I, – I, I can I can keep things – I don't like making people feel uncomfortable. So I think I'm decent at that. Uh, and then just one more. I think I'm most proud of uh, – it kind of happened on this podcast, but I didn't think I was as avoidant as I can be because I was always telling stories about getting rejected, which was happening. But I think I'm most proud of when I finally didn't make an excuse and even though I was moving soon and going to business school and Liza, you know, I was, I remember it was your birthday weekend. This specifically, I was still dating on this podcast. I still um, took the leap to commit myself to my current boyfriend and I love him and I don't know. It was scary. It's very scary to say yes to something even though you thought you wanted it for a long time, like a relationship. It was scary for me. So I'm, I'm proud of that. Not running away. You should be. It's always scary. It's always scary to fall in love. You have to make, make yourself the most vulnerable. People think that, you know, that's the easy part, but you're opening yourself up to more pain than you could ever imagine to to you know really like fall for someone and give yourself to them and like accept them into your heart it's very very vulnerable and you're all Kimmy you are brave for doing this and talking about it on the internet and all of you guys dating you're brave we have more cheesy words for you at the end but for now, Kimmy, thank you oh, for God. taking this quiz. Check this plus, 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 so plus. centered on me, Liza. We should ask you some questions. No. No, these questions. I mean, it's it, everyone knows my answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Liza, I wouldn't have ever, ever done this without you. Well, because it would have been a little bit insane for me to just go on dates and talk about them alone on a podcast. But I, you know, you opened my mind and I would say to everyone dating out there, have an amazing support system and a friend who, who can tell you yes and no and it's okay. Right back at you. <laughs> I love being your Andy Richter and I love uh, uh, how brave you are. You make me more brave from how brave you always are. That is are. so kind, so, Liza. Guys, be like Kimmy and be, be like brave Liza always. and be cool and be drunk and be drunk. Be cool and be drunk. Don't be fasting and you know self indulgent or be fasting. Um, whatever. Kumbaya. No. no judgment. Guys, we are going to get into the rest of our pop quizzes and our catch ups and our interviews. We really hope you enjoy catching up with our daters as much as we did. Um, there may be an ad break stuck in there somewhere. Maybe it'll be right now. Who knows? Uh, but we love you guys and we will, you know, be back with you shortly, I guess. We haven't done an episode like this. I'm like, how do we do it? Love you. Bye. (laughs) This will be weird because we'll be in the middle of a podcast, but okay. And you are a second dater ever. You could just, you could just start it. We could just start it right from there. We have no idea how to do like an episode like this where we stitch it together. We've never done this. Yeah, why am I trying to make it fancy? We are joined by our second dater on this podcast from way back in 2019. I don't know. Kenny, my brother. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you guys? So good. Well, medium. Ah. (laughs) But how are you is the more important How are you? No, I'm good. I'm good. It's been a while, certainly. Um, Been out of the dating scene for a while. Um, I think we're all talking about and struggling with the same kind of social world topics, COVID this, COVID that, crazy times. But at least I'm not dating. So (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, we love you all who are. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the struggle is real. Yeah. But you're the aspirational... Uh, struggle and one of our many success stories that we're celebrating on. Like, I feel like the title of this episode has to be like our goddamn victory lap or something because it's going to be so fucking self-congratulatory. I know, I know. But mostly congratulatory of people like Kenny who were brave and went on dates for us. So, Kenny, we're going to give you a rapid fire quiz. Um, we didn't prep you with any of okay. these answers. We didn't prep you with any of these questions. We're trying to surprise people. It's really not that exciting. But answer to the best of your ability or you can just fucking say next bus and we will respect that. Yeah, this is kind of my nightmare, but we'll make it work. (laughs) Well, I am your older sister, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kimmy bullied me into coming on the podcast. Everybody just note that for the record, character witnesses. And I'm your older sister's friend who has just decided that I can also bully you, which is unfair. (laughs) Okay. Because we're we're peers in the world, but. Great. <laughs> I'm not bossy. Let's I'm a it. boss. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Got it on a mug. Question one. Give us a five-word update on your dating status. Currently in a committed relationship. Yay. I can't believe Boom. that was five words. That was good. <laughs> Crushed it. Uh, Highly skilled. All right, we'll keep it rapid fire and then we can do, we can expand on any topics you'd like to. Uh, what's the biggest lesson you learned from going on dates and talking about them on the internet? I think that, I take that as two-pronged. I think what's the biggest lesson I learned from going on dates is that 
the hardest part is to just do it. And so once you start dating, you open up the door to start talking about dating and learning about it. Um, whether I talked about it on the internet, which I think is just more like, or just you talk about it with friends, close ones, family members, you name it. I think it's just good to talk about it because otherwise you can get in your headspace and just get stuck and deal with all the shit that everybody else is dealing with. You're not alone in dealing with any kind of anxieties or any challenges associated with dating. So talking about it just makes it a lot easier. And it's fun. I think a lot of people have funny stories when they go through dates. I'm not sure your awkward situation is any less awkward than someone else's. So just chatting about it and exploring it that way is helpful. And you don't really think to do it, especially as a guy. It's a good point. Ooh, that is the premise of the podcast. But you brought <laughs> but you brought it into the male territory, which I still think is important. Men talking to each other. Um, we're not men. What the fuck am I talking but about? But I always forget okay, ready for how the next important question. perspective is. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, wait, why do we feel like this is a good thing to do and sharing stories actually resonates with us, the little community that we, we no, that you all built. Um, and it's because it's fucking nice to hear that other people can relate to you in this really weird thing we do, especially nowadays with apps. Self-congratulations. Keep them coming. Goddamn. Add on the Sorry. back. Victory lap <laughs> continues. Okay. Um, next question. What would you tell your 22-year-old self embarking out into the world of adult dating? Adult is in air quotes. Ooh, 22-year-old Kenny. Um, wow. That's a fair question. That's pretty early on. What would I tell myself? I think I would tell myself to just cut myself some slack. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I sucked at dating when I started it. And I say that I said, pretty sure I'm sure I just like, wasn't great. I think you learn how to converse with people as you kind of become more mature and you have, you know, a growing set of kind of interests and hobbies, et cetera. I think just accepting that you're still evolving as a human being and bringing that into it is like totally fair game. Cause I'm pretty sure I was, hard on myself at the front end just being like why is this working like what am i doing wrong but i mean it's just part of its practice and until you kind of do it and get better at it and start to learn what makes you happy versus what makes other people happy like you'll just never know so i think you just need to cut yourself slack at the front end mm-hmm. amen totally a to the men and like everything in life yeah. too i wish i could tell myself my younger self that about every single thing and also still tell my current self that i agree still trying to tell myself that every day there are a (laughs) couple things i would say don't cut yourself too much slack on like my yeah you know indulgences and going out all the time like well no i would still say cut yourself some slack because you're young and you should enjoy yourself so yeah yes cut yourself some slack i would say cut myself less to my 22 year old self i was not that anyone asked I would say cut myself less slack on my credit card usage, and that's <laughs> yeah. the only place that I should calm it down. Touche. All right. What do you wish you did differently while you were dating? And, you know, that could be in any time in your life, not just for this podcast. Hmm. I, I oddly found dating, like, a good excuse to do random outside-the-box shit. Like, just, like, go to a museum, like do something different. Like I found that I had more fun on those dates than I did on just like standard bar dates while each of them have a time and place. Like I, I would say that I continuing to find ways to do more unique things. Um, and just, I, cause I think it just opens a lot of doors, like different kinds of conversations, et cetera. So yeah, I kind of lost track of the question there, but that's what I'm going to go with. 
Yeah. So it's almost no, like I think- you wish you did more of that from for always in dating, like doing, yeah, fun things. Yeah. And just like more broadly, like that can stem into like, I think when I was a young adult, still like focusing on my career and all the dumb, like partying and stuff like that. I just wish I found more time to do some of those things so that even if I did end up in a, a date where I was just chatting about whatever, you have more to tap into. So I think just like constantly like pushing yourself to do new stuff or like go do that weekend activity that you've been thinking about, but you've just been too hungover and stuck on your couch to go do. I feel like that those kind of like proactive steps and like activity kind of widening your um, approach to doing stuff like that just arms you to have like better conversation with people anyway. So like consistently trying to like, especially in New York, there's so much stuff to do, go do it. And then next thing you know, you'll be chatting about it over a drink or something. Totally. Yeah. Especially after this COVID year, I feel like I'm I'm mourning all of the stuff that I was like, oh, I should take up, I should do, I should go rock climbing or I should, whatever it is, you know, like it's, you know, we are all getting excited about being able to do that stuff again now. Who knows? Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah. But for everybody buying all the concert tickets and all the movie tickets that I want and then reselling them, get out of here. I know you're all excited to do stuff. Let us do it too. And that's my biggest gripe is like everybody has this FOMO coming out of COVID. Everyone. So everybody wants to do absolutely everything to the full tilt, which is just like, I guess I'm doing it too, but it's wild to think about. But it makes so much sense. It does. It's crazy. Too bad Delta variant's gonna ruin it all for all of us. Just kidding. Um no, but Kenny, I think well to both of your points, I think also coming out of COVID go on dates with friends too. I don't know. I've been kind of awkward in some friendships that I, or even like having some people over my backyard. I'm like, oh, well, they think it's weird if I invite them. Like I'm acting like it's dating. I'm feeling awkward in like those not super core friendships that I do want to maintain. And like, I just wanted to throw that out there too. Like if you're yeah, in a we went through a period of just like zero interaction with the outside world, Zoom calls, bed, Netflix, couch, back at the home office. Like you weren't doing anything. And so I feel like a lot of people, and myself included, like coming out of that and just like hang out even with your, your good friends. Like it's different. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Like it takes yeah. a minute to get back into the swing of things. And like, like it's more like one of those cut yourself some slack things too, where it's like, especially coming out of COVID, like it took me a while to ramp up like my social social energy and stuff. And so take that into account when you think about dating. I'm so glad I didn't date during COVID or after it. I mean, very fortunate, but. I feel for all the people working through it because it's certainly not easy. Yeah, give yourself extra credit. Don't just cut yourself some slack. Give yourself extra credit and ice cream. Okay. Check plus. Uh You got a check plus. I've been very into (laughs) verbally grading things. Check, check plus, check minus recently. Like I've been doing this to Jeff. Like he'll, you know, suggest something for dinner and I'll be like, ooh, check minus, you know. But (laughs) like you got a check plus if you're dating during COVID and an A plus. Um, Okay, last question. What trait slash skill slash move slash moment are you most proud of from your dating days is there a particular like moment or thing you did or thing you tried to embody while you were dating that you're like fuck yeah this is something i did right this is an impossible question (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so I, i feel for whoever else has to answer this question what was one thing that i endeavored to do well I guess like my gut response mm-hmm. is just like listen. Yes. Like speaking less, listening more, not necessarily there's opportunities to lead every conversation, but finding time to let the other person lead. That way you don't just kind of push an agenda, you have a conversation. I feel like that was like a pivotal point where it's like, yeah, I can do more listening, less talking, and it can be just as engaging. And then if the other person is doing a lot of listening, 
boom, fill in the gap with some chatter. I think that's great. Eventually, you're going to have to listen to each other quite a lot if you end up together. So get to know who that person is. Totally in line. Kenny, I don't know if you know Liza's brilliant mantra that I can't stop repeating about being the (laughs) casting director of your life, love life, not auditioning for the part. You know, a lot of us go into dating like we're auditioning for the part. But Liza said, no, be the casting director. Listen. And you have to listen as a casting director. It's not just about a checklist. You have to like be in the room with them. Oh my God. Sorry, Liza. I can't stop talking about this. I love it. <laughs> Not at all. You're making me feel like I'm smarter than I am, better smoking than I am. So I will take it. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. No, I mean, that, God. that makes sense. I totally get that. You have a bit of like, you can orchestrate your situation more than you can just be a, a body stepping into a room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So set and yourself I think up that, for like, success. Anytime you're a good listener on anytime you go on a date with someone who's a good listener, I think it's a good date. Even if you, you know, even if like things don't line up, even if you don't, you know, it doesn't end up being like someone you can really pursue something with. Like it's never going to go badly for you to like be a good listener on a good date unless you are on a date with one of those like um, crazy people who talk about themselves nonstop and are, you know, what's it called? Um I can't think of the word. It's an S word that means obsessed with yourself. Sociopath. <laughs> yeah, we'll go. We'll go with that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe narcissistic. narcissistic. It has S's in it. <laughs> Amazing, Kenny. Do you have any any other words of wisdom that you want to impart to no, the five community? I don't know. I think the only gut would be just like try to have fun with it. I mean, it's obviously a very you can make it a very personal and serious thing but i think making it a balance and having fun with it makes it more enjoyable for you and ultimately will probably yield a better outcome if you're overthinking it and you're trying to again kind of typecast whoever is sitting at the other side of the table because that's what you think you want i think putting too much kind of i don't know sophistication or like not i don't want to say thought behind it but like overthinking it instead of just like going and enjoying yourself and like putting yourself out there oftentimes I think can be a hindrance. So I I think it's just better off just, again, cutting yourself some slack, having some fun with it, being respectful at the same time. And then that way, I think you'll just, you'll run into different folks, you'll meet some new faces and hopefully you'll land in this place, you you know, with someone you like. Amen. Amen. Oh my God, Jinx Kimmy. (laughs) We're religious today. We were religious a few weeks ago. We were talking about Jesus commandments. Now we're religious again. All right. Kenny, thank you so much. Kenny. This was so nice. And thank you for going on those dates for us. Um, we are also just so grateful for everyone who's listened. Kenny, you've got a lot of stands out there. So thank you for coming back and updating us. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to. I'm not, I don't miss dating, but it was fun <laughs> being on the podcast. <laughs> well, dating misses you. And so do uh, we, and so do our, well, not Kimmy, because you're her brother and she sees you. And so do our listeners. <laughs> All right, we are so excited to have Olivia back, our second long-term dater. Or sorry, I guess third, counting me. Olivia, thank you so much for coming and checking back in with us. Of course, I'm so happy to be here. It's nice to to see and hear both of you after so long. I know. Oh my God, it's been such a long time. It's so exciting to see your face. It's so exciting to hear all the exciting updates. I just said the word exciting 10 times, guys. I have a little buzz. Um, it's going to be interesting because we're going to play these interviews like I think 
out of order from how we recorded them. Or actually, no, they'll be in order from how we recorded them. But for this particular one, I accidentally had a martini. Um, <laughs> however, it's so exciting to hear your updates that we were hearing offline before this. And I know all of our listeners are going to be dying to hear from you and hear what's happening. So we're so happy you're here. Yeah, I, I'm so excited. And it's it's fun to give a little update. And I can't wait to hear the other daters updates either. Okay, so shall we, Liza, Olivia, shall we dive into our rapid fire questions just to go? Yeah, are these rapid fire? Should I be answering in like one sentence? Maybe rapid fire is the wrong term because we definitely kind of like (laughs) pontificated on each one with my brother. So, Um, you know what I think it is? It's like it's a pop quiz. Like we didn't give anyone these answers because we wanted them to be off the cuff. But other than one of them, which is we're limiting you to five words then you can take as much time as you feel in your heart to answer them. Okay. I'm a little scared. <laughs> no. I'm a little excited. We're the biggest assholes. We're like, please come back to these lovely daters who donated so much of their time. Please come back to us, and then we're going to quiz you. So have fun. <laughs> um, but it, uh, you're going to crush it. I, I already know. Okay. Liza, yeah. do you want to kick it off? Sure. Okay. Give us a five-word update on your dating status. We are moving in together. Ah, that was so good. Crush, you you guys set me up well for that one. That was nice. That was very good. Uh, it's so exciting, too. I just remember, especially after we, and I think I sent you like an all caps email after we did our episode where you so generously invited your boyfriend on and he so generously came on. But I definitely sent you an all caps email that was like, he's amazing, like obsessed. Yeah, um, he's so he's good. wonderful. Um, it's yeah. So we're moving in at the end of August, um, which is very exciting and also kind of anticlimactic. Like because it's been a pandemic, we have also been basically living with each other for like eight months, twenty four seven. But we just haven't had like a lease to to sort of make. Yeah, it but now, now you guys get now to go to officially official. Yes, you guys get to go to like Bed Bath and Beyond together and buy towels. So that's a whole new thing. You know, you can have an IKEA fight just like all, every exactly. other couple who's ever lived together. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like a rite of passage. So yeah, can't wait to to do some fighting over what shower curtain we, we use. Totally, I'm excited to bully you guys into letting me buy you drinks in your new neighborhood. Yeah, come visit anytime. That'll that'll be high on my list of. <laughs> yeah, I also okay, bully you guys. You're invited. Like, Hi. Um, I also think sorry again this is not rapid fire but Olivia it's so great that you I feel like it's kind of ideal in a way one good thing of the pandemic is that you got to live together before committing to living together which is nice yeah it's it's funny I think um we we both are like you know obviously we're very excited to like really live with each other and I think we're also equally excited to like live with each other and do things apart from each other Mm. like we've only dated in the context of like spending 24 7 with each other and so now I think we're really excited to be like okay what does this relationship feel like when it's actually like contextualized in a real life um so it was like we got to figure out how we can live together and now it's like okay how do we like do a life together which is really exciting it's very exciting it's really Uh, cool it's funny because I feel like that's such a thing about moving in together too is learning how to be in the same place but do different things and I think that you guys will be particularly adept at that because you'll be like okay 
we've been doing the opposite. Like, you know, I think there's like a healthy rebalancing that can take place. Because I remember that was tricky when Jeff and I first moved in together. I was like, oh, we want to watch different TV shows, but we are in the same space. Like, it just was like, we just was like, how do you navigate that? But when you've been together that much, like, I feel like, you know, you have to communicate about that stuff. So yeah, it still feels very novel when we like do things apart. I mean, this is a little, uh, a little funny, but we were we are staying with my parents right now, like while our apartment is kind of getting finished. And my my dad invited Tom to go to this like poker game with him and his old man suburban friends the other oh day, which is very fun and very cute. But we were just laughing because he was like, wow, this is the first time I've had a plan without you in nine months. <laughs> it's like <laughs> with my dad. <laughs> with your dad. Oh, my God. Like friends. social plans. Yeah, totally. That's incredibly adorable. So um, funny. Everything about it is so weird. It's so funny. Hilarious. I love it. I'm so okay. happy for you both. Okay. All right, Olivia, we've definitely asked you this before, so this one's not scary at all, but what is the biggest lesson you learned from going on dates and talking about them on the internet? Ooh. Um, I think the biggest thing – I learned was I think one to like be kind of open-minded about like what you think you're looking for um I think like you can connect with people on like a lot of different ways and they can kind of like bring a lot of different interesting things into your life which is awesome um so I think that's one and I think like the other one that like I've definitely said before but I just think like the mindset of going into dating, being like, you are in control. You are the CEO of your dating life versus feeling like you are job, inter- like being on a job interview, like makes a huge difference as far as how things go. Um, and I think always deciding like, do I like how this person makes me feel is like more important than being like, do they like me? Do they not? Um, so I think that shifting mindset is like probably the the most important thing that that I learned through all of the the dating trials and tribulations. Oh, the thesis statement the thesis. of this podcast. Yeah, it's like, it's funny because I'm I still even to this day after parroting it on the internet for years and years, have to remind myself of stuff like that, like at work, where where I'm like, it yeah. is actually equally about if I'm happy and feeling okay and like, you know, not stressed twenty four seven and whatever. But it's the most true for dating. Yeah, I think that is really true. But you're right. It's a lesson. Like, I'm trying to think about it more in my professional life and my personal life, too, to be like, okay, it's not all about, like, making other people happy or figuring out if they like me or if they think I'm smart. It's like, no, you know, am I am I having a good time here? Am I feeling like this is a good situation? So I think, like, that mindset is probably just more of a, a global thing. You know, it's not exactly applicable, but is a very robust and inspiring example of this that just happened is Simone Biles just putting herself first and saying in, like, yeah. the totally – most heightened different stakes circumstances um I don't know I was just thinking of her when you were both talking about jobs and putting yourself I I think that's totally right saying like look actually I'm in charge of this and like if it suits me I'll compete if not I won't compete I think you're right it's totally a mindset shift totally yeah I was this is getting off topic but just briefly some very (laughs) very smart lady writer on the internet whose name I can't remember and I really feel bad about that was comparing this the Simone Biles situation to Carrie Strug who is the gymnast mm-hmm. who vaulted on a broken ankle in I think it was like the 96 games and you know she got really seriously injured and she was like very young you know she was 16 or something and she was like pushed to keep competing when she 
couldn't really and like <laughs> lauded as a hero for that and some very smart writer was like really like we're gonna celebrate her for like blowing out her ankle and having to stop gymnastics at the age of 18 <laughs> rather than yeah it's uh you know double standards I know. nonsense just one more tidbit because god i love that gymnastics team so much dominique mochianu also posted in in solidarity with simone biles like look at when i injured myself and then i was told i had to keep competing and she was 14 and you know god bless the u.s they're babies team. i mean i well, know the- simone biles is an adult but like yeah a lot of them are babies oh yeah. anyways yeah. anyways anyways sorry olivia <laughs> sorry not an That's olympics okay. podcast no i i love a u.s gymnastics team moment as well keep it coming <laughs> oh. Um, okay, here we go. Next question. What would you tell your 22, your 22 year old self embarking into the world of quote unquote adult dating? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think, I think I might tell myself to do, to maybe to be a bit less like quick to get out of things. And, and I think like, I, when I was like early dating, I was really quick, like on a second date to be like, I don't think I'd marry this person. I'm, I'm out, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to do this. And and I think like one probable thing that I wish I had done, like, I wish I did have more kind of like one or two or three month relationships just to kind of like feel out more people and see what different sort of like types of things felt like. Um, and I think I was really hesitant to do that because I didn't want to get into like a lot of like stickiness of things if it didn't feel worth it. Um, so I don't know. I think looking back, maybe like I would have more openness to things that were just like, this is fun for now. And like you learn what you learn. And I think that, you know, could be a worthwhile exercise as long as you're not like hurting your own feelings or hurting someone else's feelings. Mm. Oh, so good. Agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Extreme wisdom. <laughs> as usual. As usual. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nothing Olivia is bringing the wisdom. Yeah, I don't know. I, well, yeah, yeah. I think I think I do. I do feel that way. Yeah, when I really think about it, I was very quick to be like, "No way!" After one or two dates, or totally. You know. right. well, yeah, I was the same, or just avoidant of things because I was like, oh, "I don't want like once feelings get involved, things are messy, and then I'm going to have to have hard conversations." For yes. me, some of it was about avoiding difficult emotions and conversations, which. Yeah. Like, I, I just wish I had been less scared of those conversations. You know, it just doesn't really, it didn't make things easier. It just made the difficulties more prolonged and, like, diffuse. That's exactly right. Like, that that's, I think, what I've identified as I get older, that I did a lot of that because I was avoiding messiness or feeling like I was going to have to hurt someone's feelings eventually. Like, uh, and I think, yeah, just kind of, like, doing those things probably would have been like a strengthening exercise. I also like that you added, Olivia, you know, without hurting your own feelings. Because I think I did kind of the extreme other direction a lot of the times Mm. where I was, you know, I wasn't able to enjoy the two to three month thing that was probably going away because someone was moving. I, I, I couldn't get out of the idea that something had to end in like a serious relationship and love forever, forever, Mm. or like totally blow up. And so I would kind of hurt my own feelings for a very long time when I could have just enjoyed that like weird like other type of relationship we say situationship all the time and we use it as a bad term but just I don't know I want to be like a mature lady who's had it, it would be cool to look back if I were 22 right now I would say enjoy those weird 
like flings and romances and try not to just judge yourself. I, I know. Sorry. Now I'm answering the question. But I don't know. I really what you said really resonates with me, you know, looking back in hindsight. Totally. OK. OK. Next one. We're really building up a lot of mystery. Four. These questions are not that scary. This is four. This is four. I think. Okay. Kimmy, you want to take this one? Yes. What do you wish you did differently while you were dating? This can be in like any dating period of your life, not just the podcast. Hmm. Well, I think the thing I just mentioned probably yeah, is one. Um, I don't know. I that's a, It's not a good answer. I don't know that I have a lot of regrets. I mean, like I think one, like there's a couple, you know, bad confession. Like there's a couple people I, you know, certainly ghosted after a date or two like in retrospect that's not very nice so you know I would I would hope I didn't uh I would wish I hadn't done that um that's one and I don't know I think that's probably it I think for the most part I feel pretty happy with like my experience as a as a dating person I have to say that's great fuck yeah that's the best answer is like I I feel good about it that's like a a big fat Fuck yeah. I think so. Yeah. I'll keep thinking. But for, for, <laughs> for now, I feel OK. Well, call us, beep us if you think of anything. Um, OK, last question. Um, what trait slash skill slash move slash moment are you most proud of from your dating days? Trait slash skill slash moment. Hmm. Slash move. Maybe, you know, like a, a move, you know, a pickup line. Just you. kidding. I agree. <laughs> Um, let's see. I think I had a span where I was not really drinking a lot and I was going on a lot of like weird dates. I think that's when I first started recording with you guys. And like that yeah. was so acro fun. yoga. I still think yeah. about acro yoga all the time. Acro yoga was so fun. I did like a rock climbing date. Like I did some boat date at one point. Like it was really, I don't know. It was just fun to like do weird stuff with dates and not get into the same mindset of like drinks, dinner, drinks, dinner. Um, and I think like that just makes dating feel more fun when you're like, oh, I'm doing an activity I really like. Um, and I think it's fun to see people in weird situations and how they act. Um, so I think that is, I think that's probably my my biggest move is like forcing the envelope as far as like what a, a fun date looks like. You and That's Kenny so have funny. that in common. Yeah. Really? I was just yeah, going to say both that. Yeah. You said that. And it's true for both of you, actually. Wow. I was so boring. I was like, drinks, drinks, drinks. But that was not – that's why it got mundane. And yeah. It's good to Yeah. Do I just think there's only so much conversation like I could do again yep. and again being like, I have three sisters. <laughs> I have – you know, I live in Brooklyn, blah, blah, blah. Like I think that just like bored me after a long time being like, okay, new bar, new bar. So I think getting the chance and I think it gives you a glimpse into someone's personality. Like on the second date that Tom and I went on, he invited me to this like cabaret show called Witches, Bitches and Brews or something. And it was like kind of a weird move for a second date, but it was really fun and like something we both really, really liked in it. And it showed me like, oh, this is a person who has a lifestyle that I like and it will invite me to weird things. And and like is a creative person. So I think it's like a chance to to show what you like and who you are as well. And that is the number one thing. You have to like doing the same things if you're going to be together long term. And I'm not saying second date. Like you weren't necessarily <laughs> going to be at Witches, Bitches and Brews. But the fact that you then enjoyed yourself. I don't know. I think about, sadly, 
Tony and I love going out to eat and drinking and that's what a lot of our early dates were. But alas, um, I do just think like in, again, why am I answering this? My turn will come. Yeah, that's a really good point because you got to like doing the same things. Yeah, I think that's right. Or at least you have to have the same like willingness to try a new thing and maybe you both hate it, but I think you have to have the same tolerance to look at something and be like, oh yeah, why not? Let's try it. Like, I think that's just a really good thing to suss out kind of early on. Yeah. Uh, totally. Thank you for blessing us. Wise. With your wisdom, wisdom well-spokenness, togetherness. <laughs> we have missed these traits on this podcast. Just kidding. Carlin has these two. We just continue to bring down the level of discourse of, of our very no. smart intellectual users, or at least I do. Kimmy's usually oh, pretty together. Are you joking me? I do. I am. I especially feel loopy right now. Um, Olivia, the most I'm doing modest a, a cleanse. I'm doing a little cleanse. <laughs> lightheaded. Um, okay. Wow. I hate myself. Olivia, it's been so good to catch up. We miss you on this podcast. Come back anytime. And we know the listeners are going to be so happy to hear from you. And we're so happy to see your face. And we love you. Oh, I'm so happy to be here too. And happy dating to everyone who's out there and, and getting back into it after, hopefully after after COVID. It's very exciting. Yeah, I love that. Happy dating. We miss you. We love you. Thank you, Olivia. I don't know how to intro these. Okay, we'll just start there. I know. Um, it's so <laughs> weird that we're doing like segments. We'll just start it here. Here's our little new segment. An exciting segment. Carlin is here to join us for our special 200th episode. Carlin, thank you for coming on, though, you know, we get you all the time, which is great. No problem. Thank you for asking me. Oh, my goodness. Anytime. We are thrilled. We're doing a surprise. You don't know what we're doing yet. We've been surprising all of our daters, past and present, you being the present, but uh, with this with this fun exercise and um it's basically a do, 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 pop quiz oh no <laughs> i've, I've done ready. a different song for everybody you, you um, get an automatic check plus for being here so okay great yeah yeah it's a Where? plus plus we're like a montessori 100%. school like we don't really do grades it's kind of like a feelings grade and everybody gets an a it's sort of that's kind of the vibe of our university into it smiley face on your page that's the grade okay Woo! i am on yeah one. stickers for everyone um and we can talk you know the first question we give you a word limit but the rest of them we can talk at length we can you know what's it called pontificate adjudicate triumvirate whatever that's not a word. I'm you know what I mean. So excited! Someone got a lot of check plus pluses. <laughs> oh my god! Not even. I just had smart friends who let me sometimes copy their notes. Um. Okay, Kimmy, you want to do the first question? I will do the first question. All right, Carlin, thank you for being here and letting us quiz you. Okay, give us a five-word update on your dating status. Nothing right now, but soon. Oh my god! That Everyone has crushed this. I haven't done mine yet, which will probably have already played, at, or or I don't know how we'll do this, but oh, crushed it! I love it. Amazing. Oh, I'm so proud and of it. And like very fast response time. Thank you. Impressive. <laughs> um, okay, the second one. What is the biggest lesson you've learned so far from going on dates and talking about it on the internet? Um, I think the casting director thing is it was like the biggest 
lesson that like had like never really occurred to me before. And I think like, you know, just setting your own rules and sticking to them and like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And you were the prize. You were also the prize. I love it all. It's so funny. We're just kind of, I feel like it's funny that you, Olivia, our previous dater, and then even my brother have kind of said similar things. Like these lessons that we always talk about, like why did it take a minute for us all to grasp this? Because right? we were fed so all this weird. other content. But it's like, yeah. yeah. But it's because we all grow up thinking like we got to win somebody and that's the prize. And we don't grow up thinking like we're the prize mm-hmm. and we have to, we we are bestowing ourselves on someone. We get to fucking... Mm-hmm. We get to fucking wrap ourselves up in a in a beautiful box and hand ourselves to someone creepy. We didn't go to that hippie camp. <laughs> we did not. Exactly. <laughs> I just spent a weekend with a woman who went to that hippie camp and can confirm. I- I'm just like, how are you so yeah. well balanced? Oh, Teach me. Gosh. If only. <laughs> Hi, Charlotte. <laughs> um, you're amazing. Wait, can uh, I ask something really quick? Only because we have like our current crew here. It won't take too long. Have you guys heard of main character syndrome and what is your take on it? Because I'm thinking of like you're the prize and people it's been kind of like a trend to like be the main character. But sometimes I think there are like some dark sides to that when you see yourself as always the main character. I don't know. Just a quick quick responses. We can do a bigger episode on this. Yes, I can. I think there are dark sides to that, but I think it's maybe the emphasis in terms of dating like in the beginning like definitely and maybe even the middle i don't know but like i you mm-hmm. know of i don't know yes no yeah both yes All like we're pro main character i think it's good in yeah. early dating yeah <clears throat> totally my response is a cop-out and also i will expect you guys and also everyone listening to roll their eyes but i feel like it's just important to remember re main character syndrome that like it's not a movie because we're just all mm-hmm. so taught to think in that framework. Like, I remember watching the Showtime show Couples Therapy, oh, which is an amazing so show and everyone should watch it, sneakily doing a consumption corner, even though we're not doing one this week. <laughs> and there was some moment where this woman was like, you know, I've been watching this tape. This It's like this videotape and watching over and over and over and again in my head. You're saying it's a lie. And she was like, no, I'm saying your VCR is broken. And mm. it was one of those things where it was like a paradigm shift for her. And I feel like that's important too, to be like, Actually, all of the movies and all of the TV shows we watched are fake. And like Mm. our connections with people and how we interface with them is real. And it's what it's based on. So it's like, you know, I feel like it's it's always it's worth talking about in the context of main character syndrome. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. But also fucking eye roll. I roll to myself. (laughs) I just did the like, well, actually, it's very, very annoying. No, but I think it's good. I think it's nuanced. Yeah. I think there's like, uh, it's problematic when you make yourself the main character all the time, even in early dating. I think it depends on the person, but other people should make themselves the main character way more. I think like as you get into a relationship, I imagine, or friendship or anything, like even a job, right? Job interview, like you, maybe main character is not great there, but just having confidence in yourself. When you're at that job, you can't be the main character. I don't know. In that relationship, you can't just be focused on it's your story. Everyone else is just supporting cast. Anyway, sorry, I took us away from that, but it felt related. It's all related. Whose turn is it? Oh, my turn or your oh, turn? Um, my turn, I think. Yep, my turn. Go. Okay, Carlin, 
also kind of related, what would you tell your 22-year-old self embarking into the world of quote-unquote <laughs> adult dating? Oh, my gosh. Um, someone who actually... You, you only want to be with someone that wants to be with you. Like, you shouldn't have to convince them or wait for like the perfect like oh well if this happens or if that happens or if i do this like it's not it's not that difficult at all but if you just would like open yourself up to and i think this is also part of like maybe like main character but casting director like i think the best thing you can have is like somebody that like wants to be in your life friendship relationship or otherwise and no one that is like making that effort and really it shouldn't be that much of an effort. It's just being around of each other, like isn't worth anything and you should just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Oh, keep it moving. If I could yeah. tell my 22 year old self that. I know, right? So <laughs> keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. Like put the stick on the conveyor belt and just send it, send it down yeah. the line. Yeah. yeah. Like, no revolving even look door. at it. Just yeah. yeah. Like, just, it's like, Airport check-in. Like, you just want it to, to go behind the flaps, you know? Yes. <laughs> and it's like, you don't have to stand up, like, right up on it. Like, that's not going to make it come faster. Like, step back. Mm-hmm. Breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Chill. Take a look at the, the suitcases. Exactly. You know? Maybe and you'll see something you like. The right one will pop up and you'll be like, there it is. And then you'll be like, get the fuck out of my way! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, if we were sponsored by Away, this would be a great time to be like, and now, no, that's from our sponsors. Sponsor. That, How smooth would oh, that have been? But uh, they don't sponsor us. I wish. Even though we had more sponsors, Liza, in our in our heyday, we never got Away. I just wanted one of those bags so badly. I know. I bought myself one like an asshole. But, you know, I wanted to feel the fantasy. Um, so <laughs> next question. Uh, what is one thing broadly you'd like to do differently in dating um uh this is gonna sound like negative and i don't mean it like say no earlier and just by that i mean i i think there are moments when i'm like oh i don't like this but i can't say that because it's too early and i need to be like light and airy and pleasing and like you know like aurora and like all these birds just sing around me but like i think if (laughs) if something isn't right or i don't like it i should be comfortable saying that without fear of like you know oh he's not gonna like like that response and then like whatever 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 uh because if somebody's then is like oh i don't like that you spoke up for yourself then like that's just time wasted like we wouldn't work out down down the road mm-hmm. vegan yeah it's like cool yeah. girl syndrome we all feel it and i've definitely yeah. talked about it this feeling of like oh like you can't touch me you can't get to me like i'm so cool i'm so this i can go with the flow and it's like we all got the idea from early aughts rom-coms that this was what you know it was good to do while dating instead of like talk about your feelings honestly like be straightforward <laughs> You know what? I want to erase my answer. I mean, I think that's still right, but it, I actually, because it's something that I thought of earlier, and this is as you were talking. So my new thing, like going forward as an East Coast angel, um, <laughs> I'm not sucking any dicks until he goes down on me first. <laughs> Wonderful rule. Snap, I snap, snap. Let's just like, apply I mean, that. 
universally. Yeah. Every just woman had give a, row. a try. I think I because and maybe this is like a longer topic because like it's like so expected. Like oh, of course we're making out. Like you should automatically like be put your mouth on on his no. dick, and it's just like why. Why is that like this? Like without any conversation, I'm just like not, and like I don't mind. Like I enjoy giving head. Like I enjoy like pleasing my partner or whatever. But like, what's where is the person that also like you know wants to do the same for me? So like I'm just not, I'm just not doing that anymore. I'm not interested in that in like that succession because then it just for some the guys that I've been with at least like then just. Are lazy and they're like, well, why would I do that when we could fuck be doing that? This? Fuck that. This is the best Ugh. litmus test. Sorry, it's very yeah. much not, maybe not the best litmus test. But I feel it says a lot about someone if they're not willing to go down on you and wanting to right away. I don't know. Right. I'm just gonna go out there and say that. And yeah. I find BJ's, you know, to throw it back to the middle school language, <laughs> to be so weirdly more intimate in some ways. Not intimate in the good way, but just like. I don't know. It's I I like this, Carlin. Thank you for bringing it up. You're welcome. I'm glad I remembered <laughs> it because I got. I also got to like keep it at the forefront of my mind because it's been like an entire you know sexual lifetime of not doing that. Um, and watch out, world. That's what she's doing now. So get over it. Put it Fuck on a yeah. t-shirt. Advertise <laughs> it. Put it. In, let's put it. I'll put it on our profile. Let's all yeah. go on strike. <laughs> <laughs> All new dicks, and don't take that dick out until you get down there. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right, is this it? This is you've made it. You've you've already earned your check plus plus plus. But we have one more, Carlin. Fuck yeah. Okay. okay. What trait, skill, move, or moment are you most proud of from the dates you've been on so far, either on this podcast or in life? Oh, um, I guess the. The one, ah, uh, God, Miss, oh, Mr. Brightside. Um, I'm most proud of that one. I was like the most open and free and silly. And that's the one that we were just laughing constantly on the date. And I think part of that was him. Like he made me feel comfortable, but like there wasn't a second that I was thinking about being the cool girl or whatever. I was just like, I am cool. And if you don't like the joke that's about to come out of my mouth, like that's your fucking problem. Like I'm hilarious. So, but like, and not, and not in like a conceited way, just like, I don't know. It was just, um, I don't know. Everything like flowed really well. And I feel like I was the most me on that date. Mm -hmm. And yeah, 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 yeah. That's fantastic. That's like how it should feel. And then you feel it occasionally and you're like, oh, yeah, it should feel this way where I'm just being myself, letting my like sense of humor fly like a beautiful flag and, you know, just like not censoring parts of myself. Not it's the opposite of cool girl girl syndrome to be like, oh, I'm actually just being myself. And then ironically, you're cool by being yourself. But it's like, God, I sound like such a fucking like uncool middle school guidance counselor being like you know what's cool being yourself (laughs) but but it's true they were right they were right all along right and I think and that's the date where I told him how like my dream is to see a cat-sized rat which also by the way I saw a video on reddit of like this huge rat I gotta send it both to you like it's they're out there and they're in New York but anyway that was like the date that I shared that about myself and it was 
and it was amazing. It's not something that I'm like constantly, like, you know, always like trying to hide, like, oh, don't talk about cat sized rats. But I was like comfortable enough to talk about this thing that's actually really important to me. <laughs> <laughs> and with that cat sized rat, fuck. <laughs> yes, we did it. Well, this is a really fun note to end this pod on because this is our 200th episode. But thanks to Carlin's very generous. Self. We we get to keep doing this podcast and talking about dates and hanging out. And yeah, we love you all. We love Carlin. Thank you so much. I'm just going to do it. Is that cool with you guys if I just do the ending now? I'm gonna do, do it. it. I'm do going it. for it. But genuinely, um, every single one of you who has listened, who has written in and supported us, uh, this has just been so special and this is so cheesy but I don't know Liza and I we didn't we didn't make it big our podcast is not Joe Rogan and thank God in many ways okay. um, but you know I feel very fulfilled by this and Liza Carlin Kenny Olivia all of our lovely um, participants I don't know I'm just really grateful this is just a really cool and fun thing so that's same my nerdiness uh, ditto everything Kimmy said and especially ditto that we love our uh you guys our listeners so much you've made every step of this so fun and make us feel connected to so many people all around the world and that's really special and cool so continue to reach out to us continue to say hi continue to let us know what you like about our podcast and what you wish were different like we really love hearing from you you've made these last several years really special and we love you and go on a go on a date Carlin, say it. Gonna date. (laughs) (laughs) Bullied you. (laughs) 